0: Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you, oh Lord, for your mercy. We thank you, oh Lord, for your guidance. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you are transforming us to be. We pray, oh Lord, for fellowship. We pray, oh Lord, that may you do what you always do. May you take charge. May you lead. Do what you want in this meeting. We came here to commune with you. We came here to listen we came here to download the word so oh lord speak to us individually and together help us to stand against all the attacks of the enemy help us all oh to stand even when we are in the wilderness strengthen us in this season in the mighty name of jesus amen hallelujah amen so we are going to, as i said earlier we're going to continue with last week's message we were talking about standing in the wilderness And today, we are going to mainly focus on the armor of God, the armor of God. And in last week, we talked about how to, you know, stand in the wilderness in a place of submission. So when you are submitted to God, you are able to stand in the wilderness. We talked about how Jesus was able to, you know, he had a word-to-word argument with the enemy. Let me say it that way. The enemy said, Jesus said, and eventually jesus won why because he knew who he was and he was speaking the word hallelujah and that was how jesus was able to stand against the enemy in the wilderness and we realized that the enemy came when jesus was hungry the enemy didn't come when you know jesus had started his fast and he's now you know he has a lot of strength for it but when he had gone further deep into his fast and he was hungry that is when the enemy came to attack jesus but as jesus did as jesus was able to stand against him as jesus was able to stand against him we believers also have the power also have the ability to stand against the devil why because jesus resides within us helping us scripture said we have not been tempted with anything that jesus has not gone through he knows our weakness because he himself went through all these things when he was on earth we have a high priest that knows our weakness we have a high priest that has been through all the things that we are going through now so he can relate well with us you know someone said that god knew mankind god you know was relating to us as a god but for god to come and save us he had to come in the form of man so that he can understand us he can feel what we feel and he did exactly that and by God's grace we are saved through one man's sacrifice hallelujah so we are going to go into standing firm in the faith, the armor of God we are looking at first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 to 9 be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for whom to diva resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of of suffering wow so in first peter chapter 5 verse 8 to 9 it's telling us that we should stand firm in the faith we should be alert be of sober mind because people around the world are going through the same things you are going through like literally maybe you might be in a home where there is abuse you might be at a place where you are harassed you might be you know in your darkest seasons and people may be in suicidal thoughts and what have you but the fact that other believers are being tempted the same way satan doesn't have any new formats he always uses the old one he has studied mankind generationally, and he just uses the same thing, just brings it again and again. He thought it worked with Adam, so he came to test the son of the son of God, and it didn't work. And after that, he left. He didn't have any formats. He didn't have anything again. That was all his tricks. That was all his deception. And he tried to use it against Jesus, and it did not work. So, when we are going through sufferings when we are going through certain situations we all we have to do all we have to know is that people around the world are going through that same kind of thing people around them it was until I grew up to a certain level that I realized that I'm not the only one I'm not the only one I'm not the only one going through this I'm not the only one going through that people around believers not people believers once you're a believer the enemy will come and fight you the enemy will come and try to deceive you why because he's afraid of who you are he's afraid of who god has made you to be you might not have become it yet but to god you are and just because of that he he can't afford to allow you to become that and if you have become that he's wishing for you to fall why because God chose you, why, because God loved you, why, because God saved you in a way it's kind of um, jealousy and envy God saved you, God is saving. God saved you, God loved you so believers around the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering just picture yourself in any situation that any negative situation you might be in and just think about the fact that people around the world are are going through the same thing someone you might not even know the name is going through that same pain is going through that same sorrow but thanks be to god that he has given us the grace and the mind to overcome such things is that when these temptations come He will provide you with a way out and he won't give you something that you cannot bear so that means you are strong for it so there is something that god will let or a fire that god will allow brother daniel for you to pass through that he won't allow me to pass through because there are certain strength that is in you that you are able to pass through that fire easily maybe you might not even know you might think oh this is a mountain that is in front of me but there are certain strength that god has given you to allow you to enable you to pass through that fire easily that if that fire you know came my way i, I would fall easily. so god will allow you to go through something that he knows you you cannot bear yes it, it is painful yes It might it's like Job's story, it is painful, it might you know seem as if God you care about me. God, I'm trying, but nothing has happened. But at the end, Job passed through it. So literally, Job was strong for it. Literally, you are strong for it. If you are not, God won't allow it. If God knows you won't come out of that accident, He won't allow it. Especially when you are submitted to His will. Hallelujah. So, first Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, pulls around like a roaring lion looking for whom to deliver. Resist him standing firm in the faith because you know the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. I like what he says here that the enemy, that your enemy, the devil, pulls around like a roaring lion looking for whom to deliver. In the book of Job, when all the sons of God guarded, Satan came to. And God asked Satan, "Satan, what are you doing here?" He said, "I've been going to and fro." That—that that was all he was doing. He was just going to—he he has just been walking to and fro on the earth. You know, he's not omniscient; he can't be everywhere at once. He has—he has just been going to and fro, to and fro, to and fro, just walking about and just looking for who he can trap, just looking for who he can deceive. And that's what he does. And even at a point, sometimes some people attribute things to the devil that is not even the devil. Sometimes the the devil has just come to deceive you and has gone on to the next person. But you are still in that bondage. You are still in that in your mind. So you attribute it to the devil, but it's just you. That's just by the way. So your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. He's no omniscient. He can't be be at one place at once, at, at every place at once. That is God's job. So he just goes around trying to deceive someone, trying to lie to someone. And scripture so says, resist him, standing firm in the faith. So God knows this. And God also created something for us to be able to stand against his schemes. And God said, "When well, we resist him by what? standing firm in the faith. Standing firm. So when we stand firm in the faith, that's how we resist him. So literally, we don't really resist him by trying to do something or trying to know more about the devil or become you know obsessed with the dark world with the enemy don't do this don't do that no you you are able to resist the enemy by standing firm just as jesus did when the devil attacked jesus in the wilderness what did jesus do Jesus stood firm he stood firm in his faith. He stood firm in who he knew he was. And that was enough for the enemy to flee. He ran away. That was enough. You have authority. You have power. God has given you that power. You you, you only have to stand. That's all. You only have to stand. But some of us we don't know. We are so engrossed in trying to do something. in in thinking that the enemy has so much power but he doesn't god has stripped any power or authority that he had the only power that he gets is what you decide to give him so he has no power over you over the believer maybe over someone who is not a believer fine but over a believer you have god residing in you you have the holy spirit dwelling in your inside whom are you to fear you have so much power within you. God himself dwells within you and he he is the power of the whole universe. The force of the universe. And he dwells within you. You have power. You have authority. He has nothing. When Jesus was able to stand against him, he fled. Because he knew Jesus knew who he was and he had authority. So we resist him by standing firm. That is all we need to do. You know, people in the world there are some things that they do that are so wrong, but because they don't know. Some go and buy crystals so that the devil won't come on their home. Some will do incense and incantations. And they are literally taking It's like the devil is just deceiving them. Like the devil himself is the one who does those things. or those things are his. And because you are scared, you come and buy it from him. Trying to use it to prevent him from coming to your home. Like how silly it is and he's just they're laughing at you so there are people in the world that they are using you know crystals they're using some things which witchcrafts and all other things why because they've been deceived they've been deceived and they get it from the devil (laughs) like (laughs) it's so fun you get these things from the devil and you're trying to use it to prevent the devil from coming to your home how silly And God here, God has given us a simple and perfect gift. That is standing firm. Standing firm. Let's go on. So how do we stand firm against the enemy? It says here in Ephesians verse 11, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, wiles, or strategies. Hallelujah. So we are able to stand against the enemy by what putting on the full armor of god so you don't just stand yes you have to stand but you stand with the armor it's like a soldier in battle when you are in battle what do you do you stand in the armor i have this revelation about um david when he was facing goliath Saul tried to give him his armor but i said no i don't i don't use that armor that is a human armor and he went and took five stones representing jesus christ that was the armor that he needed that those five stones the armor of jesus was so much powerful than the human armor the king's armor so david told king Saul that no i'm not using this fleshly armor it won't do me anything but then i am putting on the armor of god which is christ jesus and with that i can stand against the wiles of the enemy hallelujah so we stand as believers but we stand with the armor of god let's go deeper into it and see what it really entails yeah so we don't fight flesh we don't fight flesh as the scripture says we don't fight flesh so if you have yourself fighting something in the flesh know that you are not going to get any results when they are spiritual matters this is something that i want you to take it in (laughs) i'll repeat it again We don't fight flesh so if you have yourself fighting something in the flesh know that you are not going to get any results when they are spiritual matters some people have been fighting spiritual matters they have been fighting the devil in the flesh you are scared and you come to your room and you scream or you have you know a bad dream and you wake up and you scream at the devil like what will he do (laughs) It's so funny to him. It's it's, it's not the physical. It's not about the cannot. You don't fight him in cannot. You fight him in spiritual. So the armor of God that we're talking about is spiritual. It's not literal armor. It said in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms so we struggle not against flesh and blood but against rulers against authorities against powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms hallelujah so that's where our battle is that's where our battle is against authorities against spiritual forces in the heavenly realms you might not see them but they are there I quite remember um, was it just last two years just last two years and when i think when i sleep when i sleep then demons come and attack me and it was something that went on for a while and i literally see demons like physical demons and it got so bad that i was so scared when i slept when i'm when i'm sleeping i'm so scared because i don't know when i'll be attacked and sometimes in the middle of the night, then they just attack me. The literal demons came to attack me. And, and I, sometimes like they come and I'm paralyzed. I can't move. Sleep paralysis and all that. And I, so I was disturbed by it. I was disturbed by it. Like When I wake up, I pray. When I do this, but why is it that it keeps on happening? And I talked to a friend of mine who's a pastor. And I told him about it. And he said, do you understand Psalm 91? I was like, yeah, I know it. I recite it. So do you you really understand it? You have to understand it in depth and hold on to it. So I, I went on to study Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And as I continued to read it meditate on it take it in i realized that it was not a matter of was i praying or not it was a matter of the posture of my heart it was a matter of my understanding understanding the authority i have so literally deep inside i was believing that the enemy was powerful than i deep inside i was believing that i was scared and when fear comes in place what it gives room to the devil then I realized that, nah, I'm not going to be scared again, nah, no more, so understanding who I was, understanding the authority I had, I was able to stand, and since since then, I've not had anything like that, I've not had anything like that, anything that close, (laughs) by God's grace, because it was, it wasn't about me praying or not, it was me understanding who I, I was, me having some 91, you know, embed within me me being full and firmly uh, and put in the armor of God or firmly standing in the armor of God Amen. the full armor of God let's go to what, what we came here for the full armor of God the first is the belt of truth Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 stand stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place hallelujah stand firm let me repeat myself with the belt of truth buckled around your waist so he says the belt, the belt that was used back in the day let's like the roman empire time was something that was used to hold the all our armor together so you see military people wearing a belt you see that's what holds all the armor together if they remove their belt, they're Whole armor you know falls to the ground so the belt was used back in the day to hold the whole armor together scripture says know the truth and the truth will set you free the truth was is jesus jesus is the truth the word of god so knowledge of the truth who is christ jesus is what holds every other armor together So when you know Jesus, when you know the Son, when you know the truth, which is Christ, that is what holds every other armor together. As I said, I just had to know the truth of Jesus residing in me, the truth of authority that I have and that the devil doesn't have. And that is what holds the whole armor together. So knowing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he is your lord and personal savior knowing that he came in the flesh died and rose again is your truth that is your truth no one can take that from you that is your truth jesus christ is my lord and personal savior and he died and rose and came again that that is my truth that is who i am that is my faith Peter Peter 1, verse 13. Therefore, get up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, you get up the loins of your mind. The loins of your mind. So, literally, the truth here is talking about your mind. The truth in your mind. You know, in... The in ephesians chapter 6 verse 40 when you read other versions they they talk about you know the belt of truth i think buckled around your loins or something and in first peter chapter 1 verse 13 it says therefore get up the loins of your mind so fasten the loins of your mind be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of jesus christ so the belt of truth is your revelation of Jesus in your mind? The truth in your mind, the word in your mind. What are you believing in your mind? Deep within, deep within, what are you believing in your mind? What is your truth? What is your truth? Hallelujah. The revelation of Jesus Christ. So the revelation of Jesus, your your personal revelation of Jesus Christ is your truth. Why were you saved? Or what word did you hear for you to be saved? What revelation bounds to you when you heard a salvation message? That is your truth. Your personal revelation of Jesus Christ. That is your truth. And you hold on to it in your mind. You hold on to the truth. You hold on to the word. When an enemy comes, he comes with deception, lies. He comes to trick you. He comes to pervert what you know. So, you might know your truth will be, Oh, I know Jesus. Jesus is my Lord and personal Savior. The enemy me tell you, what, what about that sin you committed that time? What about that sin you committed that time? Are you sure God is still your personal Savior or He's not disappointed in you? And He has just perverted your truth. And that is how believers fall. And when your truth, when your conviction is perverted, What is there? There is nothing more. I remember a friend or a pastor friend of mine that his conviction is that he doesn't take, you know, medicine. That is his truth. That is his truth. He doesn't take medicine. He doesn't take, you know, vaccines and other stuff. That is his truth. That is God's truth. His covenant with God. That is his conviction. And he was Coming to a place where a country where he has to take. He has to take, um, what do you call it? A vaccine. He was like, no, if that's the case, I won't. I won't because my conviction is much more important than than that. So I won't take it. I don't know how, but I won't take it. And he did not take it. He did not take it. Hallelujah. That is his conviction. That is his. His truth. Imagine, just that truth that he holds so dearly is broken, now, or is perverted, or he had just taken it. Oh, it's nothing. Let me take it. Then his whole, you know, faith is crushed. Why? Because that is his truth. That is his conviction. Let me ask you: What is your truth? What is your personal revelation of Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. Is everything in line with the word? Or something small has been perverted. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I, will, I will allow the Holy Spirit to convict you and I'll allow you to know it and hold it firm dearly. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart, and you know, our heart is like it says, the eyes of our heart is like the gateway to our spirits, the gateway to our soul. That's our heart. And it's, Sometimes they use mind. They use mind. So guard your heart, guard your mind above all else. The enemy seeks your mind. So this whole standing in the wilderness, this whole spiritual warfare that we are talking about is in your mind. It's not always that the enemy will come to you head on. It's in your mind. Knowing your truth is in your mind. Holding on to it is in your mind. So the battlefield is your mind. So you you fasten the the truth of Christ in your mind. So you have to guard your heart. You have to guard what, what you hear. You have to guard what you see. Because they can pervert your conviction. They can pervert your truth. So it's not all movies I watch. It's not all songs I listen to. It's not every advice I listen. It's not every friend I roll with. Why? Because I'm guarding my mind. I'm guarding my truth. My truth is what holds everything together. If that truth is perverted, then I've got nothing. Then everything else comes crumbling down. I saw something online that um, people that that are Christians, they have a name they call themselves. And they have changed certain belief systems to to align with the law or maybe the land they are living or to align with these times so god said no this is a sin they are saying no it's not a sin you know we are changing we are believers we are growing so you can have a relationship with god and and still have it god also changes meanwhile that is a lie jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever he doesn't change he doesn't change the word of god it says that it is for reproving you can't add to it in revelation it said no man it said no one should add to it or subtract from it and i think at a point in scripture paul said cares be a man that's added to the um, scripture or that takes from it or something but he said something like that cares be be one And these people are changing the scripture for their benefit. They are changing the scripture to align with um, recent societal norms and values. Which is not the word of God. Believers and pastors and even people of, you know, high society in the Christian religion. Isn't that sad? And our truth is being perverted. So you see Christians and they are living their lives perfectly normal. Like an unbeliever. Why? Because their truth has been perverted. You see Christians doing certain things and you're like, "Ah, why would you do this? And they will have a perfect explanation for it that I can do this. This is in scripture. We can do this and that. And they will even quote, you know, a, a, a word to you. They will even quote a verse in scripture to you. But their truth has been perverted. Their truth has been perverted. And that is why all these things are happening. So knowledge resides in your mind. You literally protect the truth you have in Christ in your mind. Hold on to it. What do you believe? What do you believe? What is your truth? What personal revelation of Jesus do you have? And what are you hearing in the world today? If they are conflicting, then that means the world is wrong. Scripture says, let God be true and every man a liar. So hold on to that truth you have with Christ. Hold on to that personal revelation, that personal conviction that you have with Christ. Despite all, guard it, guard your heart above else. Guard your heart above all else. For it said it determines the course of your life. If you hold on to your truth, your life will be very different. If your truth is perverted, it will be another whole difference. Hallelujah. Let's move on to the next one. The breastplate of righteousness. Also in Ephesians 6 verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With a breastplate of righteousness in place so after the belt of truth says with the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate of righteousness hallelujah hallelujah let us let's spend like just one minute praying thanking god for for his for us receiving a personal revelation of him and if you don't have a personal revelation of christ we are praying that may you have one may you have one in jesus name may god convict you if your truth is being perverted we are praying for you may you know the truth and may the truth set you free Santa just hear my spirit now that there are some people that are believing a certain lie from the enemy and because of that they are in bondage they are believers but they are believing a certain lie from the enemy and because of that they are in bondage the enemy doesn't have any power that you don't give to him so when you believe that lie he just needs you to believe that lie and it is deception then he deceives you there are believers in the world that are believing a lie from the enemy and because of that they are in bondage we are praying that may they know the truth and may the truth set them free rasanda handa mama shanta we malamba rababa shanta Rembe mera mama ramama ro oh lord any lie i'm believing oh lord may it be ex- foes, may I know the truth, may the truth set me free, I pray for others around the world, that any lie, that anyone might be believing, any truth that has been perfected, oh Lord, may they know the truth, and may it set them free in the mighty name of Jesus we declare freedom, we declare liberty, to people around the world in the mighty name of Jesus we declare freedom, and I will know the truth and the truth will set me free in the mighty name of Jesus it is done in Jesus name Amen so we move on to the best place of righteousness so with righteousness you stand having in your heart your right standing with God so m- most people, you know, I quite remember there was a time in my life where I thought I wasn't standing right with God. The enemy made me believe a lie where, what, what did I even think? That I thought God is disappointed in me because God told me that I'll be this and that. And I thought, <laughs> you know, I had reared off the path. So God is disappointed in me. It can't be undone. And because of that, the enemy had a stronghold in my life. The enemy, you know, I was in bondage. I was susceptible to bondage just because I believe that God is disappointed in me. I, I don't have right standing with God. And that is what the enemy sees. To pervert your knowledge about your standing with Christ. Scripture says that once we believe, we are made righteous. the enemy tries to make you doubt your righteousness he makes you doubt it thinking it's your own righteousness and forgetting that it is christ's clothing it is christ's righteousness not yours and with that lie he holds you in bondage he perverts you so you have to stand as a believer having in your heart your right standing with god in a broad sense Right-standing is a state of him who is or as he ought to be. Righteousness, the condition acceptable to God. The doctrine concerning the way in which man may attain a state approved of God. Integrity, virtue, purity of life. Your correctness of uh, of thinking, feeling and acting. Scripture says, the Spirit makes us know that we are children of God. The Spirit confirms our righteousness. And once we are righteous, we become children of God. If you are not righteous, you are not a child of God. But once you are righteous, you are a child of God. And we attain that righteousness not by works, not by what we did, but by what He did. Not by our own personal clothing, but by His clothing. In Genesis, we see God making a skin for Adam and Eve. And he used it to clothe them like a garment. It it was his righteousness. He made the skin. He he made the righteousness. He died so that you'll be righteous. It's not about you. It's not about what you did. If it was ever about that, then all Christ was in vain. Have in your heart, have in your mind. Your right standing. As I said, the battlefield is in the mind. So have in your mind your right standing with God and hold it dear. Yes, I might have done this and that yesterday, but I am righteous. Why? Because it's not my own righteousness. It's God's own righteousness. I am submitted with God. It's it's not me, the person that's perfect, but it's my journey that is perfect because the Holy Spirit is perfecting me hallelujah the enemy makes you doubt your right standing but we are praying today that we stand in that righteousness that christ has given us in the mighty name of jesus i am righteous because he is hallelujah hallelujah scripture says the spirit makes us know that we are children of god our heart is a gateway to the spirit. The best place is right above the heart. So this is said in Romans 3:22 to 25. This righteousness is given through faith in, in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew or Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely. By his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith he did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished hallelujah the breastplate is right above the heart and our heart is a gateway to the spirit so our righteousness is right above the heart our righteousness covers our hearts let me say it this way better the righteousness of christ covers our hearts so when god looks at us he doesn't see he, he just sees the, the breastplate he sees the righteousness when god looks at us and he looks at us in our armor standing he sees the the breastplate he doesn't see you you he sees christ christ is that breastplate that covers your heart and our righteousness is given true faith. Once we have faith in Jesus, we believe, and that's where the enemy seeks. The enemy seeks to make us, you know, doubt that, that that righteousness and to stand in our own righteousness, which is not possible, which is filthy before God. Our own righteousness is filthy, it's like a filthy rag. Mercy. We are praying that we will hold on to Christ's righteousness, not ours. But Christ's righteousness the righteousness that he gave us we will hold on to it the righteousness that he died and rose again for our benefit we will hold on to it he shed his blood sometimes you say it so casually shed, even if, if someone shedding blood self, you know it's something or someone hurts and there's an injury and there's the person shedding blood is something to me in Christ he went through that, knowing that he will, he will go through that. He still went through that obedience to the cross. He humbled himself and he shed his blood for your righteousness. So don't allow the devil to tell you otherwise. That because of what you did, because of who you, who you you are, so you you can't you know have that righteousness. Don't allow the devil to have that hold over you. You are the righteousness of God, not because of you, but because of Christ. Not because of what you did, but because of what He did. Hallelujah. He has paid the price in full once and for all. You are righteous. Your righteousness doesn't come each day you do good. No. It is there for life. Once you believe, you are righteous. Once you believe, you are righteous. And He, not that he perverts our, our truth of this he perverts our truth of this righteousness that we have in christ and we start to doubt our righteousness and that is when he gets us that is when he's able to attack us when he he's able to make you doubt your righteousness when he's able to make you stop looking at god and and look at yourself so you stop having confidence in god's righteousness and you start having confidence in your righteousness what you do what you did and your righteousness is a filthy rag before God's eyes. So I pray that you will hold on to God's righteousness and you will walk in it. Hold on to God's righteousness in your mind. As I said, the mind is the battleground. He comes to attack your mind. If he is able to get to your mind, he'll get to your whole body. The mind is like the controller of your body. If he gets to your mind, he gets to your whole body. So he doesn't come attacking you literally physically, but attacking your mind. If anything even happens to you physically or you go through things which are physical, it is your mind that will change. He's seeking your mind. That is what he seeks. Hallelujah. We are praying. We are praying that we will hold firm. To our righteousness in Christ. Rasunta harabashanta Losinti Ribosa Rababashita Ramasun tiribosa Rababashita. We will hold on to our righteousness in Christ. Berendu handa hinda rama shanta. Dori Arababashanta Lama Sun tirebosa Ramashita Ribosa Kaika Laika. Righteousness not of our own, but of Christ. Karababashanta Handa Hira Madanda Lembihera Madanda Handa Mira Mama Mamama Doriarababa. Somebody say. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have been clothed with Christ. I have the breastplate of righteousness right above my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It said in Romans ten three, Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. And as I said, that's what the enemy seeks. That we will seek our own righteousness. And as we seek our own righteousness, we don't submit to God's righteousness. And we'd end up in a deep pit. But I decree and declare that we will stand in, in this, this righteousness that God has given us. Say it one more I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The next is the shoes of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah the shoes of the gospel of we are on the third armor. the shoes of the gospel of peace so we we know the truth we, we know who we are in christ we know where we are standing in christ so now we wear it uh, let's, let's look at it in the amplified version ephesians chapter 6 verse 15 and having shod your feet in preparation and i like the amplified so much because it explains it thoroughly says to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace wow so it says you face the enemy with with the firm-footed stability so now you know your truth you have you know you, you you're standing with god you you stand firm you stand firm in it and and you are prompt and you are ready and he it said it's produced by the goodness, by the gospel, by the word of God. So literally, in my understanding, you know the truth in your mind. You know you're standing with God in your heart. So walk in it. <laughs> walk in it. Don't just know it. Walk in it. Don't just know the word. Walk in the word. Yes, you are the righteousness of God. Walk as, as as people who are righteousness of God. Just walk in it. It's not something about you. It's not anything that you just walk in it. God has provided. Just walk. It's like somebody giving you something and saying, you just eat it. It has already been provided. All you have to do is to eat it. So you know the truth in your mind. As I said, the battlefield is the mind. You You know you're standing with God in your mind. So now you walk in it walk in the truth walk in the righteousness you have received proverbs chapter 8 verse 20 i into baggage wisdom walk in the way of righteousness that is the moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation in the midst of the paths of justice so in proverbs it says that you can walk in righteousness so as you receive you, you walk in it Romans 10, 15, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? So the good news is not really, it's not about you preaching the gospel to others entirely he said with your feet fitted in the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So some people misinterpret it in saying that it's about you, you know the truth. You know, you know, your righteousness, so you preach it, you preach it literally to people. But it's about you preaching it with your life. When you know it, you know the truth and you know the righteousness and you walk in it, it like that itself is a preaching. God said we are, you know, he 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 writes his spirit is, is a handwriting, he writes on us. What's in that scripture, but yes, we are his handwriting to the world, we are a letter to the world. So when you know the truth, you know your are right standing, you walk in it. You walk in it. and that itself is a symbol. That itself is a message. So you have in mind these things, you walk in it. Because when the devil comes to lie to you with certain things, he lies to you in your mind and you believe it, you start to walk in it. It's like somebody saying that, yeah, I, I believe the bible, But I don't believe it entirely. I don't believe in miracles and healings. What? You believe the Bible, but you don't believe miracles and healings. So you start to walk in it that you won't have any miracle for anywhere. You won't have any healing. So anything you are anxious, anything doctor, anything you. (laughs) Why? Because you have believed that lie of the enemy and you are walking in it. So if you know the truth of the word, if you have conviction with Christ if you have a full revelation of who he is if you have a full revelation of who you are you're standing with him and walk in it so yes you are a believer you are wonderfully created you are a king and a priest walk in it walk as a king walk as a priest your, your stance changes why because you are walking in it So, the shoes of the gospel of peace, you know it, walk in it, stand firm in it. You stand firm by walking in it. That is how you stand firm. Your shoes are fitted to face the enemy when you walk. So when you walk in the truth of the word, when the enemy comes, he knows you are walking in the truth of the word. He can't do anything to you when he tries to attack you with sickness. Like no, I don't get sick and I'm I'm walking. You are you are walking in that divine healing. He can't do anything. When Joe um Satan went to went went to meet God in Job, he said that, oh, oh, you've put a fire around him. Why? Because Job was righteous. He was walking in his righteousness so because he was working in his righteousness there was an aura he was standing firm footed there was an aura around him that the enemy couldn't break in the enemy couldn't break in there was an aura around him that the enemy couldn't break in why because he was working in that which he knew he was working in the righteousness of god so when you walk in it he can't do anything so what he does sometimes is that he, he, he tries to, to lie to you so that you won't walk. That's why I said the battlefield is the man. So that you won't walk in it. You won't walk in true deliverance. You won't walk in true healing. Some people are believers and they believe that, oh, as a believer, you know, you, you can also be a believer and still struggle. No! There's nowhere said in scripture that a believer still struggle. Yeah, trials will come. Temptations may come. But God has given us power to overcome. But he, he, God never said that you struggle. God never said the life of a believer, you have to be poor. No. God never said the life of a believer, you have to deal with sickness. No. Yes, it may come. But then when you stand, you're able to overcome it. But then you believe. You believe that, oh, you know, I can be a believer and still struggle. And the enemy keeps you in circles keeps you in cycles, in that same sin. keeps you in in bondage. Why? Because you are believing that lie. So I say, know the truth. Know your standing and walking it. So if you know you are the righteousness of God, there's other things you won't do. Like, I am righteous before God. I won't do it. If you, you have your conviction with Christ Jesus, you know it and it's firm. You are holding on to it. You are free. You are free. There are some people that are in bondage. Why? Because they are believing a lie from the enemy. And because of that, they can't walk in freedom. They believe bondage is part of the Christian life, but it is not. It's just a lie of the enemy to keep them in trap. They believe struggles is a part of the Christian walk, but it is not. It's just a lie of the enemy to keep them in bondage. We are praying for grace to walk to walk in, in that which we know to walk in the truth, to walk in our right standing with God. Lord, help me to walk in that which you have you, you, you have made known to it to me. Oh Lord, help me to walk in the full revelation, oh Lord, of who you are to me help me to walk in who you have called me to be in the mighty name of jesus so god tells you that you 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 are a kingdom of financier you you bless many lives with riches then the enemy comes to tell you that oh God has said this, but then the, how you will get that man is by betting, sports betting. It's by gambling. Then the enemy will just lead you astray. So now you are trying to produce your wealth, not God trying to produce his wealth through you. And you begin to not to walk in, in who God has said you are, but you walk in the lies of the enemy. the enemy told jesus that bow down to me and i'll give you all the kingdoms of the world jesus had begone satan god said that we should worship him and worship him alone who are you worshiping who are you worshiping are you truly worshiping god or are you are worshiping your ideology are you truly walking in who you are or you are working in who people have said you are or who people say you are are you working in that mandate of who God calls you to be, of who God has made you to be, or you are walking in what Instagram tells you you are, or you are walking in your Instagram Bible <laughs> Hallelujah. Walk in it. The next is the shield of faith. I love this so much. The shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. In addition to all this, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Hallelujah. So the shield of faith is our defense. It's our defense. You know, all the others we stand. But the shield of faith is how you can, you know, defend yourself. You, you don't fight with it, but you use it to defend. use it to, let me say, cover up. Cover yourself up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go deeper. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. I just in the amplified version so that we see the full understanding. So we merely know that the shield of faith is used as a protection against the arrows the enemy may throw against us. So it's a source of protection to protect us. Once you are standing, the enemy can throw a, a fiery dart, the enemy can throw an arrow which might touch you but we have the shield of faith and when we hold the shield of faith high when the enemy throws that thing the shield of faith is able to you know protect us and make that thing bounce back hallelujah hope you heard what i said the shield of faith protects and that arrow that the enemy throws just bounces back hallelujah May any arrow that the enemy has thrown against you bounce back to wherever it came from in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. It says, Lift up over all the shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the, of the wicked. So the shield is able to quench the flaming missile, it is a covering. The, God knows the enemy will throw an arrow at you. Even while you are standing there, you can fall. So he has added a double protection, and that is the shield. It says in First John chapter 5, verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So our faith overcomes the world. When the enemy comes with lies and cunning, our faith in Jesus is what will make us stand against his deception hallelujah so once you are born of of god you overcome the world it is instant it is automatic you are born of god you overcome the world you have power to overcome the world you have power against the enemy said there is no name above the heavens or on the earth that 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 is that is greater than the name of jesus no The name of Jesus is the most powerful name. And that name of Jesus has been given to you to utilize. Jesus literally resides within you. He's your shield. So your faith overcomes the will. So when the enemy comes with his lies, that's all he has. No, he has no power. So he uses deception. He comes with his lies and cunningness. Our faith in Jesus is what will make us stand against that deception. It says in Psalm 3, But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head up high. Psalm 3, verse 3. is yes. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, the one who lifts my head up high. Let me just check on that scripture again. Yes, yes, Psalm 3 verse 3. But thou, O oh Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. The Lord is your shield. The Lord is your shield. He is your glory. He is the lifter up of your head. He protects you, He covers you. The enemy comes, it just bounces back. That is all, bounces back. It says in Revelation 19, thing, at this, I fell at the feet to worship him. But he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. Okay, sorry. This 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 scripture is not for <laughs> the shield of faith. But yes. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts up my head. So your shield of of faith is what, you know, allows you to protect yourself as a cavern. That bounces back the enemy's arrows. That protects you from the enemy's arrows. I heard somewhere that, you know, the flaming that when fire sets something, it doesn't quench. It just continues and continues till it totally destroys. But God is able to cover you. God is able to shield you from that fire, from that arrow. Hallelujah. So God is a shield. So imagine you are standing firm. You know the truth. You are standing firm. You are walking in the truth. And the enemy comes with out of nowhere a sickness. And you start seeing the sentence. You see, like, you know, you see the sentence. You've seen someone also have that same sickness. Maybe died of it. Maybe it was worse in the person suffered. Then your faith is tested, so you start to, you know, remove your eyes from the word of God and you start to look at what is around you. This person got that sickness and it didn't, you know, the person wasn't healed and the person really suffered too. and I'm also getting the symptoms. So when that happens, then you just start to fear. When you fear, then the enemy, you know, is able to get you and actually become sick. But when you hold the shield of faith and the enemy comes with a certain sickness, you are seeing the symptoms of You've seen someone die of it. And you've seen someone suffer from it. But you keep on declaring, No, by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. I declare and declare, by his stripes. And you believe, you believe what you are saying deep inside your heart. You believe it. By his stripes, that is your faith. That is you combating the fiery darts of the enemy. That is you. Overcoming the enemy. No, I won't believe in in your lies. I won't believe in your deception. And this is all in your mind. This is all in your mind. As I said, the battlefield is your mind. The battlefield is your mind. When the enemy comes, he attacks. He just brings the symptoms. You know, you start feeling this way. Then in your mind, oh, he, he starts telling you, you are getting this kind of sickness. Then he will name it. He will name it. You are getting this. And he uses first person singular. Oh, I think I'm getting this kind of sickness. Oh, this one got it, and the person died. Oh, this one got, and you start getting scared, and that's when he gets you. He has no power unless you give it to him. But when he it comes head on, and you stay it with faith, even when you are in it, it's like you don't have money. When you don't have money, when you you are broke in your bank, you credit card you have used it to to the extreme, and there is nothing, nothing. But you keep on decreeing and declaring to yourself that, oh, God will provide all my needs. I'm going to his riches in glory. Oh, God will provide all my needs. You you are in (laughs) debt. But you are decreeing and declaring that I am a kingdom financier. I am I am wealthy. I am wealthy. That is you combating the arrows of the enemy. That is you shielding yourself, protecting yourself from the arrows of the enemy. Hallelujah. Oh, that, oh Lord, is a shield for me my glory, the one who lifts up my head. I want us to pray. Oh Lord, help us to exercise our faith, to be shielded from any lies of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, help us to be shielded from any lies of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help us exercise our faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, yes, you know the truth. Oh, yes, you know you're standing with God. Yes, you are walking in it. How you protect yourself is by exercising your faith. So, you constantly exercise your faith. It's not a one time thing. You constantly exercise your faith, you exercise it daily. Because daily the enemy will come against you with stuff with things but you constantly exercise your faith that yeah god is with me god is still standing yes though i see this no what god has said is what is true what god has said is what i believe and you decree and declare it and you walk in it i heard a story of one woman who she had no money and she was like sometimes she's going when she's going to church she has to walk, or she'll just go and bought a bus without money but some way somehow she will get money to pay the bus like she literally bought without money in some way somehow she literally gets money to pay the bus that is her faith and she uses it well to protect her against the wiles of the enemy the lies of the enemy hallelujah let's move on to the last but one <laughs> armor of God and that is the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. Ephesians chapter six verse seventeen. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The helmet. What what comes into our mind when we think of a helmet? It's it's a protection of the whole head. So metaphorically says the protection of the soul, which consists of hope in salvation. So you wear your salvation as a helmet the fact that you are saved the fact that you are saved that is your hope in life so though the enemy comes against you with lies and certain things your hope is that you are saved and at the end or oh, you will be resurrected and within you you you'll be with christ jesus in zion hallelujah at the end you'll be in heaven at the end there's there is joy there is peace so though the enemy comes against you with lies and deception you hold high your helmet of salvation you hold high your salvation in your mind your salvation your salvation you hold on to that's your hope that's your hope when the enemy takes your hope there there's no hope for you there's some people that have been through so many things and they've lost hope so now the enemy has just gotten them freely or has access to them freely why because they have no hope there's a there's a song that goes we have hope in jesus He's a present help a redeemer as long as i am Still breathing, we have hope in Jesus. We have hope, we have hope. Our hope is something that we have to hold on to because if you don't have any hope, then you are you allow the enemy to just do in whatever he wants with you because there's no hope, there's no hope for you. It's like, there's people that live hopeless. Oh, anything that happens goes. They they don't believe anything, they don't have hope. They don't have hope. If they see you having hope for something, you're like, oh, don't have hope for it. This is how the world is. The world is trouble, 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 chaos. So let's let's take it like that. Let's take it like that. And that's how the enemy assess them, how how the enemy keeps them in bondage. Because he has taken your hope. Your hope is a very powerful tool. You have no idea. The fact that you, you even you die again, you'll be resurrected. The fact that you have been saved from the lot. The fact that you will not be burning in hell somewhere. The fact that you've been chosen by God. The fact that you are saved and Christ resides within you. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. Saying that even gives me goosebumps. Like the spirit dwells within me. Like I house the spirit. That is your hope. That you are saved. So, though the enemy may come against you. With certain things. You you stand firm. You hold on to your helmet of salvation. You hold on to it. That is my hope. Yeah, I'm saved. Whatever happens, I'm I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved it's not it's, it's not some people think that when you know you have that mindset that oh you are saved whatever happens you are saved so people will rather sin but no it's the other way around when you know you are saved you walked in that salvation you walked in that knowledge but when you know that oh i'm not really you know i'm, I'm not really saved or something then you start to walk in a manner opposite to that salvation you have received first timothy chapter 5 verse 8 but let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of salvation the hope of salvation first Thessalonians 5 verse 9 for god had not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our lord jesus god didn't appoint us to wrath God knew that man's end, oh, man's, man's end was death. Man's end was wrath, and He brought His Son Jesus Christ to come and die for you, so that you will be saved. So He came so that you obtain salvation by Christ, and you will hold on to it. The enemy seeks to deceive you. There are some people that, you know, they don't really believe in their salvation. They think it's about what they do. They think that, oh, because because I did this, so I'm no longer saved. Who told you that? And the enemy deceives them into thinking that. And it leads them to go astray. Or because, oh, I am this way, I'm not saved. Yes, you are saved. The fact that you are saved is what will perfect you. The fact that you are saved is what allows the Spirit to work in you. Hallelujah. To perfection. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 10 Who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him literally knowing and understanding your stand about your salvation so who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together in him so knowing your stand and understanding your salvation the helmet of salvation is a pivotal point in, in a man's life or in a believer's life your salvation hold on to it hold on to it firmly hold on to your salvation if you lose your salvation what do you have nothing hold on to your salvation scripture said that we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling you stand by holding on to your salvation hold on to it hold on to it it says in Ephesians chapter 17 verse 18 this is the CPT version embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies Wow Wow embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance so salvation itself is a deliverance on its own so salvation delivers you so there is power in salvation there is power in salvation. So when, when you are saved, you are delivered. There is power in that salvation to deliver you. So salvation doesn't come on its own That like, oh, I'm saved. No, it comes with power to deliver you. So you have to embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. You don't embrace it halfway. You embrace it fully. Said like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. As I said, the battlefield is the mind. And the enemy's ways are lies, cunningness, deception. So he, 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 he lies to you in your thoughts, in your mind. So he said, hold your, 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 your salvation. Embrace the full power of salvation. Embrace the power of salvation. Full deliverance. Allow it to deliver you. Hold, embrace everything salvation brings and allow it to deliver you. Like a helmet to protect your thoughts so the helmet protects your head so salvation the power of salvation protects your mind it protects your mind from the lies of the enemy so the enemy will come against you yes you did this and that yeah this is who you know. no no that is not me i'm the fact that i'm saved means that i'm clean the fact that i'm saved means that i'm this and that so you are able to debunk the lies of the enemy because You have embraced the power of salvation's full deliverance. You have allowed it to deliver you. Hallelujah. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Amen. Let's move on to our last um, armor of God, and that is the sword of the spirit. With all I said, with all the armor of God, the the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, you know, the shoes fitted um, with the helmet of salvation the shield of faith all these are let's say defense uh, (laughs) strategies or armor for defense to protect you but this is the only armor that you can fight with so as believers we are also soldiers so as we are standing we also have something to fight back the enemy most of the things that he does though we just have to stand and he will flee we just have to stand and he will flee but the, what we have to fight against what we have to actually you know hurt the, the enemy you know in even in battle when someone uses a sword using it to hurt the enemy to cut the enemy so that the enemy will fall the sword so i'm sure that In the wilderness, when the enemy came against Jesus, Jesus stood firm. He knew that, oh, this one there, he knows who he is. He fled. Why? Because Jesus can hurt him. Jesus has power to hurt him. Jesus has the sword of the spirit, which can hurt him. So he fled before Jesus hurt him. To look for another time to come against him again. Hallelujah. So this is the only thing you are able to use to fight back the word of God the word of God. That's how come you have to know the word. You have to know it entirely. Jesus said a man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from God. You have to eat the word. You have to study the word. So when they say you do Bible study it's not about you trying to be a believer. It's about you learning or wielding that, that sword that you have. Wielding that sword against the enemy. This is something that you can use not only to defend yourself, but to hurt back the enemy. To hurt back the enemy. It said in Matthew 4, for yes. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Isaiah 49, 2. And he had made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand, hath hit me and had made me a polished shaft in his quiver, hath he hid me. Hallelujah. He had made my mouth like a sharp sword. Someone say, My mouth is a sharp sword. My mouth is a sharp sword. My mouth is a sharp sword. Scripture says there is power. Death and life lies in you, in your tongue. My mouth is a sharp sword. I have power in my mouth. Hosea chapter 6 verse 5. Therefore have I healed them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth. And thy judgment are as the light that goeth forth. So I am able to slay. The enemy by the words of my mouth, so the words of your mouth are able to slay the enemy. This should tell you that the enemy also can get hit. Most of the time, we see the enemy, we see the devil, and it's like, Oh, yeah, so much, he doesn't have anything. So, you can actually hit him. You can actually hit him. The words from your mouth, a normal believer, is not anything you have done. Just being a normal believer, just being a, a believer, you are able. To hate the enemy, you can hate the devil by the words of your mouth. My mouth is a sharp sword. 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 Hallelujah. I have slain them by the words of my mouth. I have slain the enemy by the words of my mouth. I have slain the enemy by the words of my mouth. My mouth is a sharp sword. I have slain the enemy by the words of my mouth. My mouth is a sharp sword. Hallelujah lo sandarabashita rama mashita that spirit uh, that language of the spirit that the spirit has given you what do you think is for speak it out your mouth is a sharp sword rama sundha handa mahandha handa rama mama shanta rama why is it that enemies against you Praying the enemy is against you, speaking the word of God. Why? Because your mouth is a sharp sword which can hurt him. The sword in, in, in the olden days was used in battle to cut through or slash your enemy or pierce him. Is that something that can make the enemy bleed? your word that your mouth can make the enemy bleed you your mouth can make the enemy bleed so it just said in hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges thoughts and attitudes of the heart the sword of the spirit is an offensive part of the animal it is the way we retaliate and through it we are guaranteed victory hallelujah the sword of the spirit is the offensive part that's how we we, we, we retaliate the devil we do not we do not retaliate the devil by shouting no we retaliate by speaking the word by speaking the word, by knowing the word, by speaking in the language of the spirit, oh, the word of God, we don't just walk in the word, but we speak it, Jesus spoke the word, Jesus spoke the word, when the enemy came against Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus stood on his ground. And how he stood on his ground? How? By speaking the word. So Jesus was fighting back. Jesus was piercing the enemy. And he couldn't handle it. So he had to run away. In every battle, when the enemy is wounded, it's either uh, they, they, they die or they surrender. Either they are dead or they surrender. And because he didn't want to surrender, he didn't want to die, he ran away. He ran away because Jesus had power to even kill him, to slay him, to cut him, to pierce him. So he ran away. He ran away. So just imagine. Seven billion Jesuses in the world. Just imagine that Jesus resides within you. Just imagine that you have the word of God dwelling within you. That can pierce the enemy. Christ, the, uh, scripture says that when Jesus died, oh, it was a triumphant victory. He triumphed on the, uh, on the cross. He made a public spectacle of the enemy. That is something that pierced him. The word of God pierced him. The word of God pierced him how did the word pierce him by the word you know dying and resurrecting again a triumphant victory a public spectacle he became a laughing stock by the word speak the word today Speak in the language of the spirit the word of god is powerful enough to fight for you the word of god is powerful enough to pierce the enemy Yes, they can be pierced. Yes, the enemy can be hurt. Yes, he's not, you know, all-powerful. He's not immune. He can be hurt. He can be pierced. And you can pierce him by the word. By the word. By the word. So you know, only stand. There are certain times that you have to use the word. You have to pierce. You have to retaliate. You don't retaliate by shouting. You don't retaliate by, you know, trying to let people think that you are a Christian. No. By speaking the word, speaking the truth, speaking it, speaking it, speak it to Him, He tells you this, and you you give Him back the word. Told so Jesus, turn the stone to bread. Jesus said, no. Scripture says we don't test God. That was the sword. That was some pierce, and it hit Him. That wow. Then He said, oh, worship me. Jesus said, no. God said we shouldn't worship you. That hit Him number two. You have the word of God as a believer. You have the word of God. Speak the word today in the mighty name of Jesus and all this this the, is this, the whole armor all this all this all this all the armor all the armor all the armor there is something that is literally not an armor but then it is something that let me say helps us it is something that keeps us in constant communion with the Lord Constant communion with the word, and that is prayer. Prayer is how we stay in communion with God. Prayer is how we stay in touch with God. It said in Ephesians chapter six, verse 18, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, for all saints, prayer, Jesus said we should pray. said man shall pray and not faint He says that my house will be called a house of prayer yes you are standing you have the ammo but that ammo needs prayer to sustain it that ammo needs prayer to polish it prayer you need prayer said prayer is a way to activate the ammo for battle you activate your ammo so you might have the ammo but it's not activated why because you don't pray Prayer is a way to activate the armor for battle. David always consulted God in prayer before going for battle. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayers and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Prayer. Prayer or prayer. Do you pray? Do you pray? You have to pray. As a believer, you have to be a house of prayer. You have to be a house of prayer. Prayer is how you stay in communication with God. Prayer is how you activate the armor. You activate the armor through prayer. We are praying to activate the armor. When you are in constant communication with God, He helps you to stand. You are able to stand because God is with you, not because of what you do or what you have done. Matt, oh Lord, help us to stand. Oh Lord, help us to stand. Activate the armor that you have given us. ramash you might have the sword of the spirit, but you are able to wield it through prayer. Oh, by grace, I can stand in the wilderness. Oh, by grace, I can stand in the wilderness. I see an activation of armor. I see an activation of armor in the mighty name of Jesus. I see people of Christ that are armoring up. That are armoring up. Oh, for so long, you have the armor, but you have not used it. For so long, you have the armor, but you have not armored up. Oh, Today you are armoring up with Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, armor up, armor up. Armor up, armor up. Let me blow our minds. Jesus Christ is our armor. The belt of truth that guards your loins and holds the armor together is Jesus. John 1 verse 14 and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth he's our truth and our truth that holds all together colossians chapter 1 verse 17 he himself existed before anything else did and he holds all things together christ is our belt of truth this belt doesn't hold you down it sets you free John chapter 8 verse 32 and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free now to the breastplate of righteousness the Roman breastplate covered the whole upper body of the Roman soldier the Roman Empire being the dominant power in the days of Paul It is no wonder he issues the breastplate to represent righteousness. Jesus is our breastplate. He was naked on the cross that we might be covered. He was bruised, chastised and whipped for us. Now he presents us blameless before God in Christ. He had the righteousness of God. He was cut; His back was torn to stress and he was pierced at the side. By his blood we are covered. Jesus is our breastplate to our feet, shod with the preparation of the gospel our shoes for battle jesus on his way to the cross was weak his body all hurt. he fell a couple of times and needed someone to carry the cross his feet was impaled with nails to the cross he stumbled that we might stand firm his feet were destroyed that we will walk the path set by god he is our way he is our war shoes To the shield of faith that quenches the fiery darts of the enemy. Our faith is Christ. Paul saying in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 14. And if the Messiah has not been raised, then our message means nothing. And your faith means nothing. Jesus has risen from the dead and is alive today. He is our shield of faith. Because he lives, we know that we have victory. And with that faith, we silence the voice of the enemy. Hallelujah. Jesus is our shield of faith our helmet of salvation Christ is our helmet the Bible said in Romans ten ten, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation a crown of thorns was played on Jesus' head it was pierced into his head he bled for our salvation that we might have the mind of Christ so the Bible says that we do not have a spirit of fear but of power, of love and of a sound mind let nothing convince you out of your salvation to secure and protect it to the sword of the spirit the word of god christ is our word. christ is the word john 1 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word was god and the word was god God." in him we have victory. In him we wage war. He is all powerful and almighty. He is our sword. With him we are able to fight against the enemy. Scripture said he made a public spectacle of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus, for being our armor. Thank you, Jesus, for being our armor. Thank you, Jesus, for being our armor. Because of you, we can fight back. We can fight back no longer. Oh, will we live in deception? No longer will we live in ignorance? No longer, we stand in the knowledge of you, in the knowledge of who we are in you. We walk in the knowledge of you. Oh, we, we, we hold our shield high, ramasated as a covering machine. The fact that I'm standing here. The fact that I'm able to stand in the world, and it's the fact that God is with us. He's not leaving us. He's not forsaking us. He's there. The fact that we can fight back. The fact that we have power, more power than them, than the enemy. Who is the enemy? Who is the devourer? When God is in us, we've been deceived. We've been deceived. We've been deceived but thank God for enlightening me. Thank God for wisdom. Thank God for armor. We are armoring up as soldiers of God. We are armoring up as his people, as his children. We are armoring up this day, Karabasanta, Sheta, Ramashaytam. We are activating our armor from this day forward. We are praying for believers around the world that may they armor up, may their armor be activated. no longer will we be scared of war, no longer will we be scared of battle, Oh, but we will fight back at the enemy. We will fight back, Karabashayta. We will build our souls. We will wield our souls, and by grace, stand by Christ we will stand in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus for what you are doing. Thank you Jesus for grace. Thank you Jesus for wisdom. Thank you Jesus for impartation. Thank you. We love you Lord. Have your way. Have your way this day in each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.